All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of Positively Charged Wrestling. Your lovely hosts, Braden and Josh. Hey, guys. So, a hey, uh, we've had uh, pandemics and Mother's Days and all kinds of things going on, and sometimes life just happens, and we've been on a hiatus. Uh, quite a bit to cover, but um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, and uh, got a special treat for everybody this week. Where we're going to try something a little different, uh, probably toward the end of the show. Um, and hopefully it works. But um, but uh, I guess we'll just dig right into it here and um, go with uh. Just this week, I'm sure we can touch on some other things that have happened uh, the other two weeks. Um, And uh, we'll just kick it off with money in the bank. Um, And and I'll just preface this by saying I like this show for one reason and one reason alone. It was... It was literally like an old school in your house show, and we'll more on that a little later. But this thing was like two hours and twenty minutes. It was over in the blink of an eye. If anything, that's one good thing that's coming out of the uh, the no crowd era or whatever. The papers are a lot shorter and easier to get through. Yep. Uh, And yeah, they were already. To uh to the money in the bank before I knew it, I'm like, this thing's gonna be over quick unless this is the longest money in the bank in history. <laughs> so um <clears throat> but uh we the kickoff show, uh Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. Um I I did miss this, uh but uh Jeff Hardy gets the win here. I, I'm not sure not sure what they're doing with Hardy. Uh, I know he's had these little vignettes and stuff on on SmackDown, kind of uh, chronicling his you know rise back up and and everything. Good stuff, but you know it, it's it's almost like something they would be doing for somebody that's going to get a world title opportunity instead of a feud with Cesaro, Cesaro or Sheamus. I mean, nothing against those guys, but kind of I'm kind of trying to figure out what they're doing and I can't quite do it. Yeah. I've, I've heard others say that they think that uh, they're going to, they've got something big planned for Hardy, but uh, maybe, maybe the uh, Cesaro and Sheamus is just kind of a, you know, launching punk point from it forward or something, you know, it'll, we'll go yeah. from there, start there, give him, give him a good, uh, good start on whatever this journey is and then go up from there. Um, then we get to the SmackDown tag Tag Team Championships, uh, New Day, Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, Forgotten Sons. Um, New Day pick up the win, and it was just craziness right from the get-go, but it was it was good, uh, solid stuff. Um, then uh, was supposed to be R-Truth and MVP, and it wound up being our truth and Bobby Lashley. I think I, this is actually where I came into the pay-per-view. Uh, I went back and watched the tag team match, but I actually live came into 
to it here uh, just after or just during the R Truth and Lashley. Uh, Lashley picks up the win. Uh, Bailey and Tamina. Um, this this wasn't bad. This wasn't bad. Uh, Bailey had her working boots on, and I not some negative, but I think she made Tamina look look pretty good. That's taken nothing away from Tamina, but I think Bailey carried the bulk of this match. Um, going along, uh, we get Strowman and Bray Wyatt, and I'm, I'm just going to say it at, at, rather than think it, and that's uh, Drew McIntyre is doing terrific <laughs> as WWE champion. Braun Strowman, not so much yet. Yet. Uh, I just... I don't know. It, it still kind of seems odd. As we've talked about on here before, I, I think they probably should have pulled the trigger on him uh, two or three years ago. And when he was red hot, yep. a little, yep. little reluctant, but uh, glad to see him getting run now. I'm just hoping it kind of picks up some steam. Um, well, you also get in a, a situation with him uh, when you get somebody – like his size and that and his dominance, you know, it's kind of like well, where does he go? You know, once he reaches that top, top of the mountain, yeah, it's kind of it, hard, uh, hard to hard to put him against anybody because you know not not going with the whole big man's going to beat the little man every time mentality, but you know, when you get looking at it, it's like well that guy doesn't really seem that big of a threat to him. That guy doesn't seem you know, so it's yeah. kind of hard booking wise to think of uh, what what to go. And it looks like the. Uh, Maybe the uh, this is going to lead to a match with the Fiend, which I'm kind of in the mindset we were what uh, November with Rollins. Like, I don't really want the belt near the Fiend. It doesn't seem necessary, yep. but and I really don't know how you know. I guess they're going to bill it as the Monster versus the Fiend, and it's I I don't know. I, I don't know how you book that. Uh, so, oh me. Um, moving along, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got uh, probably we got probably the best or one of the top two or three best uh, empty arena empty show matches McIntyre and Rollins uh, as I said before I think uh, Ripley and Charlotte uh, had a had a just outstanding match um I, I think this is right there with it. Uh, this was this was just awesome. Um, they they beat the crap out of each other. They were hitting hitting some uh, hitting some cool stuff. Um, what was your thoughts on this match? It was pretty solid. Um, of course, I, I think we've seen them work together during the uh, Rollins and uh, Ziggler Intercontinental Title feud. Yep. And uh, you know, pretty good stuff there, and and um, and actually, this was this was my thought for last year's around SummerSlam. I thought Drew would be getting his moment as a heel and defeating Rollins for the belt. So you know, yep, we got there. It just took a little while, and the and the roles kind of got reversed. But uh, uh, good solid match. Um, I'd like to see more of the two. Uh, maybe not right now. With, with you know, it kind of looks like they're going a little bit different direction on them and stuff, and that's fine. 
Um, but I'd like to see them come back around and, and cross base again because I think there, there'd be a little mileage on a feud between those two. Yeah. Uh, this felt fresh, uh, ironically enough. Even though we've seen it, uh, the roles were reversed this time with McIntyre the face, Rollins the heel. Um, obviously, the title being involved. I, I dug it. Um, I, I'm hoping we can uh, – Hoping we can get some crowds back here sooner rather than later safely because uh, I really think McIntyre is doing just like I just said, some, some great work as champion, and I think he would – it would really put him over the top as uh, if there was crowds. You know, I, I think you may have sent me something the other day um, – well, I can't tell if a match is – somebody said I can't tell if a match is good if there's no crowd. Yeah. I, I disagree with that. However, I, I do think it is kind of hard to tell who is over yeah. without the crowd. Um, I, I think you can still do it. It's just a little – because there's not that pop. There's not that instant reaction. I mean, sure, you've got uh, – Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and all that stuff kind of delayed reaction, if you will. But but I think it, it's a little bit trickier to tell what's working and what's not, who's over and who's not without the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah so. I, I get that. I, there, there's points where I'll be watching, and uh, it's funny because – and I, I really noticed this at Mania. Uh, there's points I'll be watching, and something will happen, and, like, you know, there's no crowd pop. And I'm like, well, why is everybody so quiet? You know, and, and <laughs> immediately I think of like, you know, when the crowd goes quiet, like something uh, shocking has happened, you know, like something that, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he did that to him, you know, like Orton uh, attacking Edge. I think the crowd kind of got a little quiet during that. Not a, not a bad quiet, not a, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, hey, we're not into this, but a quiet is in kind of, oh my gosh, what Orton just attacked him. I can't believe he'd go that route and stuff like that. So I'll be watching a match and it'll go quiet or it'll be quiet after a, in a spot that I think there'd be a little pop. And I'm like, well, why is everybody so quiet? And then I, you know, just a split second later, I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm hoping, hoping that's why we can return safely with some crowds soon. I do think <clears throat> AEW, and we'll get to them in a, in a bit. Uh, this past week and the week before, they've had a very small crowd. Um, and uh, I, I really think they figured out these empty arena shows and have figured out a way to, to work around it. They've uh, – well – I'll elaborate more on them in a minute uh, before we just get off in the weeds and sidetracked. Um, my my coffee's starting to kick in, and I'm. It's been a while since we've done this, and I'm just getting amped up, brother. Uh, but uh, all right, moving along, we um, we get to uh, the money in the bank, and I'm torn on this. <laughs> I'm fully honest, I dug it, but. Without sounding negative, I didn't dig it. I, I I think the one aspect that I didn't 
I, I didn't like both of them going on at the same time. I think that was a little wild and confusing. Um, I, it was kind of what I figured it would be, kind of cinematic, a little bit hokey. I don't know. I, I'm really trying not to sound negative, <laughs> but I, I was just watching it, and I'm just like, I don't. What What did you think about it? <laughs> um, I liked it for what it was. Um, it, it had uh, some of the comedy bits were kind of hokey. Um, I didn't like that, you know. Um, yeah. Like a, uh, the 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 my big the big point I don't like about it, which I know we're we're, we're positive here, but I'm going to throw out the the doink cameo made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. He just picks up over the chair and comes back down. You know, I don't know that I, I, that completely lost me. Um, but I, I understand why they did it at the same time because I'm sure it would. You know, they had to come up with little um, obstacles, I guess. You know, stuff for them to interact with and stuff. Yeah, and they would have had to set up stuff twice and try to come up with different. Uh, you know. They just looked like, well, let's run through this all at one time, and, and I, I guess that's why they did it. It was would have been harder to set up different uh, obstacles and cameos and stuff like that without just being like, "Hey, we just watched this match," you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I get why they did it. It was a little confused. Well, not confusing. Just there was a lot going on. A lot of people that were, were you know, um, eh, it's all right. I would be open to seeing another one if done right. Now, now, granted, when I, when the crowd comes back, I want Money in the Bank to go back to Money in the Bank like it is. Yeah, but you know, I could see them doing this as a, you know, hey, if they want to come back to it, you know, it could be for a title or for something. Just, but, but, yeah, uh, tweak it a little bit, tweak it a little bit. Yeah. So, with all that being said, we'll just kind of skip right to the winners and. First off, uh, Oscar, I, I I like that they're realizing, hey, we've got this beast of a woman who we built up in NXT and part of the time when she came to the main roster. Let's do that again um, because she's supremely talented, believable. And, yeah, I, I dig it. And more on that in a moment uh so so i was tickled with her yeah I, i'm i'm loving oscar like she's really i don't know if she's just decided to take advantage of this odd situation we're in or what but i think she's she's like grown a lot in the, in the past few weeks like uh um not only is she you know like you alluded to the um the the beast that they built up you know and her entering stuff's great, but like character wise, like uh Oh she's got personality. Like yeah. I don't know what the devil she's saying, but it's but hilarious. It's there. I I love watching her like uh like her, her opponent will be coming out and like they'll be doing their uh, entrance with the entrance music and she'll just be sitting there dancing or singing along or whatever. Yep. And I'm just like, This is great. She's enjoying herself, you can tell it. Even even if she's the heel in the situation, it's still funny watching her enjoy herself and stuff. So yep. uh, I'm loving uh, her and uh, I think her and Britt Baker during this whole crazy time, I think are two of, if not the top two that have took advantage of it and grew the most. Um, yeah, I saw the, uh, I think it may have been from this week, but Britt Baker like, had the uh, 
mandible claw on somebody with a dentist glove on or with a medical <laughs> glove on. And I was, I just popped so just seeing that little snippet of video or picture or whatever it was. I was like, that is great. That is yep. great. Uh, but uh, m- more on AEW in a moment because I, I really, really want to talk about them. They've, they've got some good stuff going on. So, uh, Otis winning money in the bank. I'm, I'm torn on this as well because I think from one standpoint you have with Mandy and, and it's not looking like, uh, she's going to turn on him and, and be the mean girl. This seems legitimate, uh, kind of a beauty and the beast type thing. I'm cool with that. So, so you've, you've got some marketability there. Otis has charisma. Yep. Uh, just dripping with charisma. Um, I'm I'm still not sold on, I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on him being a world title contender yet. Uh, how do you feel about Otis winning? Well, um, kind of an odd choice, you know, it's not where I was expecting it to go. Uh, my thoughts on him is, is he shines, not taking anything away from Tucker, but, uh, you know, Otis just draws your attention. You know, he's, he's, there's something to him that the charisma, as you pointed out. And, um, so everybody can see that, you know, well, he's going to be a singles guy at some point, you know, they're, they're going to run with him out of the two at some point. They're going to push him a little bit over Tucker and all that. And, um, but I don't know of giving him the briefcase and possibly the uh, title, you know, that's, it seems a little early on that, in my my view. But yeah, I I don't, and and I get you got to strike while the iron's hot, you know, because of this whole Mandy angle. And, and I do think if there was a crowd, I feel like this would be more well received. I'm not yet again. This is like I just said. You know, it's hard to tell who's over, what's working, what's not. Uh, like I, I still say at Mania, had there been a crowd, him kissing Mandy would have been a just a pop yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I t- time will tell. Um, uh, I, I'm not against it. Uh, they just we'll just have to see. Um, so moving along, uh, we've got. Uh, the next night on Raw, we open up, and I said we would get to Oscar in, in a bit. Um, she's the women's champion, so <laughs> there was rumors floating around all day that Becky Lynch had a major announcement. A lot of people kind of figured what it was. And uh, now the man is going to be the mom. Um, so congratulations, obviously, to her and Seth, and pretty cool stuff there. Um, and a day after Mother's Day is uh, it's announced. So how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty cool. So he first off, my immediate thought: <clears throat> she had a year long reign. Now. Like I said, obviously, she's going to be doing something way cooler than wrestling and just 
more fulfilling. All that aside, good stuff. But from a wrestling standpoint, my immediate thought, she had a year-long plus reign. She never lost the title. If and when she chooses to come back, holy shnikes, she, I mean, it writes itself. Yeah, yeah. So. I hope there's crowds back. Oh, my gosh. She comes back. Yes. So she's going to go away. I mean, this is a blessing in disguise. Obviously, for her, getting to be a mom is terrific. But you got to be thinking from WWE standpoint, okay, this sucks for now. But who knows? Maybe Mania next year, if it's that soon. Because, uh, I, I mean, obviously nine months. I, I I don't know what that looks like. That could be way too soon. Could be some I, – I don't know. I'm just saying whenever it is, she comes back to get the title that she never did lose. Oh, man. That's, that's going to be just – just amazing. Um, yeah, and, and my thoughts on it uh, of, um, you know, there is the possibility that, you know, that she'll have the, have the baby and she'll, she might not come back. I mean, true. that is a possibility. And, and that's fine. Yep. I fully understand it. Yep. But my thought process is even if she doesn't come back, I, and I know everybody hates part timers. Even if she doesn't come back full time, I I think we will at least have one more match. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I think she would want a definitive. Hey, this is going to be it type moment. You know, not a. Yeah. You know, so I, I think we, we would. It'll probably be against Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not even you know. Or Ronda, because oh, yeah. never have gotten the definitive Ronda and Becky match. That's true. If Ronda's back and doing, but yeah, I can see I, that. I mean, it's like I said, I'm just absolutely, you know, tickled for her and Seth. It's great stuff. Um, but uh, it's, I really uh, like this. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to overstep you. No, you're good. Uh, I, I'm just, just rambling. No, it's good stuff. <laughs> what, 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 what were you going to say? I just, I really like the, um, I like the emotion in this segment too. Oh um, yeah. You could tell, I mean, even if even my, my dad pointed out that there weren't any tears, like she wasn't crying, crying, you know, yeah. and I, you know, but, but I feel, I could feel the, um, she was torn. She was obviously excited about what's to come, but you know, she loves what she does and the thought that, you know, this could be it, you know, I could feel that. I could yeah. feel that as she was talking about it and, uh, Oscar's reaction I mean, that was – I liked that. It felt genuine, you know? It, it did. It's almost like she didn't fully know – I don't know how to – I agree. It, it's it's like she didn't know – maybe she knew she was getting the title, but maybe she didn't know that Becky was going to announce she was pregnant. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, obviously, probably the biggest news of the week. Uh, good stuff. Um. And- to me, the biggest, like, the reaction on those was great. But the biggest one, like, as she's going back through the curtain and she looks at the camera and says, I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah. yeah. That moment was, you know, you, that's where you solidified knowing, okay, she's she is really torn on this situation. And, yeah. And, um, so, I don't know. I, I, I just felt emotion during that. Not, you know, I felt 
realism kind of mixing in with everything in that and Oh yeah, and, and and I think you know Becky. They they want to talk about they've not had a they've not had a breakout star probably since John Cena kind of broke through. I'd venture to say Becky from you know the bloody nose all the way to now has been as over as anybody they've had. You know, I mean, it's just. It, <laughs> It's not um <coughs> pardon me. Um it's she she's been she's been as over as anybody they've had and she kinda done it almost Daniel Bryan style. I, I don't think I, I, I th- they probably were gonna go with Charlotte and Rhonda at Mania that you know last year, but Becky was so over they kinda had to you, you know, I I don't know. Um yeah. But, you know, and apparently she's got a Marvel movie offer. Yeah, I heard something uh, about that as well. So, I don't know. I, I think she really has solidified herself as uh, as the man, you, you know, just who had just broken through and, uh, you know, probably wrote herself a first-class ticket to the Hall of Fame. I mean, just yep. the, the past year plus – uh just been amazing um uh, a lot of memorable stuff so exactly um moving on here um and uh we might try to do some rapid fire uh lashley and humberto lashley picks up the win uh angel garza picks up a victory uh drew mcintyre and Andrade. Um, McIntyre gets the win, and apparently he's going to take on Corbin next week. So, kind of, kind of random. I guess the wild card rules back in effect. Um, then uh, we get the Iconics are back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, they pick up the win over uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, we get – I don't know what in the world R-Truth was doing. Six-man tag. It. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, R-Truth, Cedric Alexander, and Ricochet pick up the win. Um, I, think, uh, I think Truth should be worked in somehow to every episode of – Raw and SmackDown. He should be like the one guy that can travel from each show and just let him do something. I don't even care if it's like, you know, they script it or what, or if they just let him go out there and just yeah. do something on his own. I think Truth should, he, he should be like, um, of course, like you said, the wild card rule, I guess, is back in effect. But even if it, you know, he, he should be the one wild card. Just let Truth go wherever. Because even, even if it's something crazy and ridiculous like this was, I laughed. It's uh, he's he's a very uh, very charismatic and funny person and entertaining uh, as all get out. I, truth's awesome. Um, no, I agree. Uh, and we get to Rollins and Murphy versus Mysterio and Alistair Black. Um, you know, and after the match, not only does Mysterio get thrown off a building the night before, now he's blind. Um. So he, he takes a lick and doesn't he? He, he does. He does. 
Um, and, and let me say, too, while we're on this match, that uh, Disheveled Rollins may be my favorite character <laughs> on Raw in a long time. I loved him standing on the side of the ring, just holding the rope, just staring. Yeah. Like, the only time he would react was when they get near his corner, he'd just look at him, and then he'd go back to staring. And I, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas Becky looked thrilled, Rollins did not. So, <laughs> no, I, I kid. I kid. Uh, but uh, I, you know what? I'm fine with a, a Mysterio and Rollins feud. Uh, good, good stuff there. Um, then uh, Street Profits and Viking Raiders play basketball. And moving on. Um, <laughs> so we uh, – Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, uh, Shayna picks up the win. And we get at the end of the show, and this kind of seems strange to me. Uh, we get a continuation of Edge and Orton. I, I'm not sure why. I'm not complaining, but I kind of figured the uh, the Mania match would be it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, but I guess they're going to have a straight up wrestling match. So, <laughs> kind of working in reverse. I don't know. I'm not going to complain. Uh, you know, it's um, little I'm, unorthodox, but um, I'm excited to see him. But like you said, it's kind of backwards. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind kind of like when we'd get near the uh, the sale pay per view, and they'd start a feud off with a sale match. Yeah. And then you you go to the next pay per view, and it's like a normal match, and you're like, oh well, uh, you know, I'm. It's cool, but it's yeah. kind of hard for me to get excited when we jump to the uh, to the feud ender to start yep. it, and, you know. But I, I'm excited for it. Though. Uh so we'll do some quick hits here on uh, on NXT. Um, I, I feel like, as I've said before, we kind of shortchanged those guys, guys and gals over there. Um, couple things, uh, three things actually. We we've got new tag team champions. Uh, as of this past week. Uh, so now uh, I think there's going to be like a little feud between. Um, and I have just went blank. Let me look at the notes. Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. They lost to Fabian uh, Ackner and uh, Marcel Barthel. Uh, and probably butchering those names as I've been known to do. Uh, but, uh, kind of, kind of neat there. Uh, Thatcher's shown some promise. I'm still not sold on riddle, but, um, they're bringing back in your house. Uh, I guess for the nice. next, next takeover event, uh, kind of, kind of neat, neat way to do that. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, I do quite enjoy the takeovers, uh, so I'm hoping they can get a good one there. Uh, then something I wanted to ask you about um, is uh, Karrion Cross and this entrance with uh, the the smoke show Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, 
which I, I'm not, I guess she just scarlet now. Um, but, uh, she, uh, certainly made her living on the, on the Indies, uh, in revealing costumes and appears to be carrying it on here. And in fact, I, uh, kind of raised my eyebrows because what she came out uh, with in that entrance was a little bit less PG than I anticipated. <laughs> um, so uh, all that aside, um, what do you think of this entrance? I, I mean, that's, it blew me away. Yeah. Uh, a lot of production in that with the, I, I like how the smoke's sitting in the ring or settles in the ring and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think this is one that it, it works really well here. Yeah. But I think is going to have to be tweaked whenever they come up to the main roster for some reason. it That's the first thing coming to my mind is like, this looks great here, but I don't know how it's going to transition over. I think maybe the smaller building, smaller setting is what's, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what in my head, what I'm trying to say, but I, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, I didn't quite think about this. I, been listening to a lot of uh, Jim Cornette. He he tickles me. I don't agree with everything, but I did agree with this because his assessment on it was, well, Mark Merrow sure has changed. And <laughs> I think what he meant by that was Scarlet came off like Sable, like the star. So I think in, in tweaking the entrance, look, Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, what little I've seen of the guy, got a ton of talent. No doubt about it. Uh, they're going to have to dial back Scarlet a little bit. Yep. Or else she will overshadow him. Uh, she's, a, she's a lovely lady, and she will – I mean, that's the, the Mark Marrow and Sable thing, I, I think, is apropos because that's exactly what happened there. Uh, True. So – I dug it. I, I'm like you. I think they'll have to tweak it. Uh, but if there's one thing at old Papa H knows is entrances because everybody in NXT, you think about it from Balor to, to now carrying cross everybody that has come through NXT, uh, Bobby Roode, uh, they've all had an elaborate, awesome entrance. True. True. Uh, can, can we call him Papa H from now on? I, I like that. <laughs> yes, yes, we will call him Papa H. Uh, he, uh, yeah, but they, I, I dug it. I think uh, I, I'm not. I guess it's going to be him and Champa that take over. I would assume. Uh, so that should be a pretty good match. I'm, I'm actually wanting to see that because I've, I've only seen bits and pieces of carrying cross, killer cross, whatever. Uh, and I know Chomp is talented, so that should be fun. Um, moving on, uh, past NXT to, uh, AEW, uh, as I mentioned, I think they've done some really good stuff with the no crowd. They actually have a little bit of a crowd, some people making noise. It isn't complete silence like it is at the at the performance center that gets a little awkward sometimes so i, I dig that um so are I, they 
are they allowed to have more than just the? Uh, I know they've been having wrestlers in the crowd, but is is it actually more than just the uh, the wrestlers who aren't competing at the moment? So so it looks like some crew members. Uh, okay. I think they they said that, and there are they're at Daly's place uh, instead of the the little um, sound stage they were at, and they're all like spread out uh, six feet apart and and such as that. So so they. Uh, and and something else that I liked, <clears throat> they actually, you know, said coronavirus, COVID-19. They said, we've all been tested. You know, everybody's good. Uh, something that kind of irks me a little bit with, with WWE, they've not even mentioned or alluded to the fact that there's a global pandemic going on. They've not explained why there's no. We all know why there's no crowds. True, true. But it's like, well, if things are going along normal, we just have no crowds. So, <laughs> I, that that just a small little irk. And, and, and you know, I like that AEW acknowledged it. You know, even though we know it, it's it's cool, they acknowledged it. Uh, so, um, I liked the uh, street fight. Not this past week, but the week before, Jericho is just a a, a meme machine. Uh, the the thing with the uh, cone on top of his head. I'm not <laughs> sure if you've seen that or not. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's just oh my gosh, he's a treasure. Uh, I still say he will be like the new Bobby the Brain Heenan once he decides to go into commentary because he's just that quick witted and just on the fly stuff. And then this past week with Pineapple Pete. Uh, I mean, he just put some money in that guy's bank account because now he's got a, a shirt, maybe a rub on national TV. So, uh, so, so apparently they're going to go along with double or nothing. I don't know if it's going to be 50 bucks. I looked to see if it was going to be, uh, and, and I don't think you can buy it as of yet or as of this past Wednesday. Uh, I would like them if they, you know, dropped it down to maybe 20 or 25 or, or yeah. something like that. I, I think charging the full 50 bucks for what will probably be a crowdless show or a small crowd, no matter how good it is, I, I think that might be stretching it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like a good card. Uh, the Cody and Lance Archer uh, feud's been pretty well built. Um kind of digging the stuff with Jake and Brandy. Um, I think uh, I, I think a couple weeks ago, whenever Jake came out and put the snake on Brandy, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, this past week, Cody uh, and Lance Archer getting into it was had some good heat on it. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh Four double or nothing. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Brody Lee and uh, John Moxley. Uh, what, what do you think about that? I mean, it's basically Dean Ambrose and uh, and uh, Luke Harper for their world title. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people might be like, "Yeah, yeah." I, I don't know. I've, I've uh, I don't know. It's definitely not where my attention's been going as far as the AEW stuff. Um, I don't know. I've, I've not. I've not really felt Harper or, um, yeah, <laughs> my bad. Uh, Brody no. Lee. 
yeah. I've not really, not really got into him yet. So. I don't know. It, it 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 doesn't seem where the where the story is to me. I, I'm I'm more into the Cody and uh, Archer Jake situation. That yeah. And and now they've got Tyson going to present the uh, TNT Championship. Now see, we heard about the Sting rumors. There there's supposedly was some uh, rumors that he was going to come to AEW. I would imagine maybe to kind of do what Bret Hart did last year and introduce the the AEW World Title. Um, and you know, Sting present the TNT Championship. But if they were unable to get him, and they were able to get Tyson, especially now that the you know these viral clips of Tyson training again, and Tyson is getting back in the news about making a comeback, I think that's just worked out perfectly. Um, so. <clears throat> I would imagine that Tony, uh, that um, Tony, uh, Cody, and uh, Archer would probably be the main event at Double or Nothing. But I mean, who knows? It'll probably be the world title match. I don't know. Um, now, only only thing I'm seeing here, um, I, I did have this issue with it, and it's not a complaint. It's just a, I don't know, understand why they went this route. Um, Cody and Archer in the finals for the uh, title. Mm-hmm. The TNT title, and they've already got this feud that was already building as the tournament started. I, in my mind, I would have put maybe had them eliminate or cause cost each other to get eliminated or something, and have them in a match, and then have the title involved in another match. You know, yeah, that that's that's a little curious, and, and, and I agree. Um, but. Uh, like I said, I'm not not complaining. I'm just in my mind said it would you know that way you're getting two matches out of out of the situation two 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 matches for the pay per view out of the situation instead of it all being onto that one. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, and I mean, I don't know. If, I'm sure some people will roll their eyes if uh, if Cody wins. I I don't know. Um, I would imagine Archer will win and Cody will chase for a little while. Who, who knows? Um, but but we shall see. Mo- moving along, I'm just we're 45 minutes into this and, and we <laughs> not even got to our little special treat here at the end. Uh, so uh, good stuff by AEW, uh, no doubt. Um, so, kind of some quick hits from SmackDown. We got a we got a tournament. Everybody loves tournaments. Uh, so, what is what is the deal with um, with Sami Zayn? I've not seen he he just vacated the title. Uh, I, I'm not sure what what's going on here. I I don't know. From what I gather, it's. Uh... Like he didn't want to come in, I guess because of the, uh, the, um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, COVID nineteen stuff going mm-hmm. on or whatever. But I don't, you know, it just hit. You know, he was fine up through till mania. Yeah, and then I guess something has got him where you don't want to come in, and I understand, you know, safety first, health first, and all that. Um, but I don't know if that's the whole story. If 
maybe I don't know if somebody he's been around had it or something like that, and he don't want to bring it in, or I, I don't understand that 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 part. I've not I've not heard. Hmm. Well, we get um, you know Corbin picked up victory over Elias, uh, and uh, or no, I'm sorry, Elias won. I'm sorry. Uh, Elias won, and then um, he'll face either AJ Styles or Nakamura. Uh, And Daniel Bryan uh, beat Drew Gulak, who apparently is now a free agent. Uh, Yeah, I saw something about that pop up last last night, I think. You know, and and honestly – if you're AEW, you don't want to just keep signing guys that are off, you know, the cast offs. But if I'm AEW, I'm jumping all over Drew Gulak. Uh, <laughs> for the sheer fact they didn't bury him, he's had plenty of exposure the past couple months, and he's a heck of a worker. I mean, I, I think that's a no brainer. I mean, they just let his contract expire. So, yeah, from from what I heard, it wasn't like an actual release or anything. It just the contract ran out, and neither side's like I, I don't know if maybe they don't want to sign a new deal because you know the same reason they they let the others go. Yeah, not wanting to tie up the money in it or something. I, I don't I don't I don't know the business side of it, so I'm not even gonna pretend to jump into that. But uh, uh, apparently, it wasn't a hey we're, we're done with you. We ain't got nothing for you or something. It's just. I don't, both sides somehow the contract ran out. Both sides didn't uh, do anything about it beforehand. So I wonder if uh, will he do a, a like a uh, paid by appearance type thing or something until they can come up with something new. Or I'm not sure, but if he is a free agent, I'm. I, I, if I was them, I would be all over that. Um, him, obviously, I think the revival's coming or, or the revolt now. Um, they're they're coming and. I think Rusev would be a good get, uh, and Andrew Gulak. Like I said, you don't want to just keep signing these these cast offs, but talent's talent. I mean, you gotta. I, I think those would be three good gets for them. I, I wouldn't go crazy signing a bunch of people, but good talent there. So, uh, Otis and Braun Strowman uh, picked up the win over Miz and Morrison. Um, so I feel like we've kind of went rapid fire here at the end. Is there anything else from the past two or three weeks that we want to touch on? Um, I think, oh, 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 go go ahead. ahead. I I think we both had light bulbs. You you go ahead. I I wanted to, uh, I don't know which week it was, but, um, oh yeah, there it is. I was flipping through my notes. I wanted to touch on, um, just real briefly about uh, MVP's involvement recently. Um, apparently, he's semi-managing, was it uh, Shane Thorne and um, I can't think of the guy's first name, Vink? Bre- Brendan Verk Brendan or Vink. whatever. Yeah, Bre- yeah. Vink. Yeah. Apparently, he's like semi-managing them now, I, I, I guess, from the way it's, uh, you know, he announced them a couple weeks ago and then uh, he was in that uh, six-man this week. And it looks like him and um, Lashley are getting – Look, they may be starting something from the looks of it from this week, and uh, I, I just want to touch on that because I think it's kind of cool involving him as a manager. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, I, I think it, he, he's, um, I've always liked him. I always thought he's good on camera and stuff, good character and stuff. And, uh, him as man. Now, now I will say, I totally thought different when he, when he come out with Thorn and Bink, for some reason, I already had the idea in my head. It's like, I thought he would be good with Cedric and Ricochet. Yeah. To be their, to be their mouthpiece and let them do the uh, entering work. And it went the other way, but that's fine. Uh, but I am kind of excited to see him in the manager role. Like I said, it's nothing, nothing major news, but I did want to point it out for just a moment. The, uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, and I, and I think as of this recording, episode two is out. So everybody's been going crazy about the last dance, but we've got the last ride. And nice. episode one was terrific. Uh, what do you think about this? The, the Undertaker documentary? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I saw the little teaser after Mania, but I've not seen the actual episode. Uh, hoping to oh. knock that out this week. Yes, it's I, I actually I actually watched uh episode one last week. Some really good stuff. Um I mean I, I don't know I don't know what all this means. I, I don't know if the boneyard match was it. Uh I, I don't know, but uh some some really good stuff, really cool behind the scenes stuff. Uh so I won't go too much more in depth uh, to you and the listeners. If you've not watched it, just just do it. Uh, it's it's terrific. One of the WWE does documentaries and, and video packages. I've always said when when I pass away, I want the WWE team to do like a little music video vignette for me um, because, <laughs> because they do stuff like that just tremendously, and and they do documentaries like this just just off the charts uh so good stuff there so now i think uh let me get this pulled up so i've been teasing all episode long about a a little treat and uh so we're going to attempt this um the kind of a kind of a first time for doing this, uh, we're going to do a watch along. So I think this is from wrestle war 92. Uh, me, let me get this going. Um, and it's a, uh, a war games match that actually took place on, on this day, uh, 20, 28 years ago. So, and I'm not sure if you're fully set up yet. I am not. I'm I'm pulling this up. So, uh, while I'm doing this, is there anything else uh, from this day in wrestling history we want to touch on? I do got one thing. Uh, On uh, this day in 1993, well, it's two things on the same episode. But uh, in 1993, uh, this was the uh, one, two, three kids big upset over Razor Ramon. Nice. Okay. Started an interesting feud. Uh, was Razor's face turn, which he was, he was pretty over as a face, and uh, got the one, two, three kid as a uh, regular performer on the show and everything. And uh, then also on that same episode, Marty Jannetty returned and defeated Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Title. Nice. Um, pretty pretty monumental episode there. So, all right, I've got now. I'm here. 
Russell War 92. Um, and we were, we were going to be watching the War Games match, which is the Dangerous Alliance versus Sting's Squadron. And uh, you can jump to the match, obviously. That's, that's one of the best things. Uh, they were added to the network. So I think it's, uh, like I said, you can jump to it and it looks like it's at, uh, two hours and eight minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, so I suppose for everybody and I'm guessing you're ready. Yep. I got mine up. It's got a arena shot showing kind of the entrance. Yep. ring in the yeah so i'm ready all right so i guess uh we'll go three two one play for both me and you and everybody out there so three two one play there we go all right cool and i am actually gonna turn down my volume a bit um not familiar with that announcer uh, is that Gary Capetta? It might be Gary. There you go. I think it is Gary Capetta. And we might have the Dudley boys coming out. <laughs> I don't remember these fireworks. That's that's wild. <laughs> so, so as I said, the reason I chose this match, uh, apparently this is low key, like one of the, uh, the, the, the best war games matches. Um, that uh that they ever had so i can't remember what i'm not sure if dusty was booking here or, or not um i i know the timeline with him booking always kind of gets fuzzy with me uh I, i've heard a lot with bischoff and jr and i've, I've got a rough idea but um I know during this time, WCW was going through some crazy managerial changes. Um, so this this is 1992. I mean, this is uh, pretty pretty elaborate little setup here. Uh, some cool little rules there. There we go. Um, so the talent in this is another reason I chose this. We got, we got Sting Squadron, the Dangerous Alliance. We got Sting, Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, and uh, I can't remember the other two on his team right off, but uh, we, then the Dangerous Alliance. What What's your thoughts on the, on the Dangerous Alliance? Oh, well, I mean, you got Rude and Austin in the same with, – with Heyman there too. I mean, that was just – you got yeah, and then double A, yeah. uh, and I think Zabisco Zabisco in it. I think so. Yeah, we'll out shortly, but in uh, Heyman, I, I mean, I, I think low. It's it's one of the more low key underrated uh, factions. I, I mean, I, I get they were trying to go for the four horsemen type thing. Um, arguably, they had. I mean, this might seem blasphemous, but arguably they had probably more talent overall. Uh, sure. So, but and you look at the uh, common thread, Arn Anderson. 
my favorite horseman. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you can't go wrong with Double A. Uh, have you listened to his podcast yet? I haven't had a chance to listen to any of his yet. Oh man, it's terrific. Every other week they do a uh, they do a Ask Arn anything, and it's just random topics, uh, random questions about talent, shows, matches. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Double A's podcast is is just awesome. Nice. Um, and I'm this is seems like it's taken forever here. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not, not sure what uh, what we got going on. Um, they're uh, we got the, uh, okay. Here we go. Here we got some people coming out. Yep, there's Rude. Medusa. I forgot about Medusa being in this. There's Rude is looking absolutely jacked. Um, Austin, Bobby Eaton, that's the other one. Look at this talent. I mean, you got five five Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, really, counting Medusa and Heyman, you got seven. True. I mean, there is nobody in this that – that that isn't a bona fide star. Uh, Bobby Eaton, you know, going and listening to Arn's podcast, and I've been going back and watching just random Saturday nights and stuff, uh, just throwing some of that on. Because like yourself, I've been wanting to go back and watch more old WCW. Um, Nikita Koloff here, Dustin Rhodes, Barry, Barry Windham. Uh, and I think, yep, Steamboat. Look at good gracious the talent. Yeah, I've I've never seen this. Uh, <laughs> I don't never, think never I seen. Have. Um, but uh, Bobby Eaton was just so darn good. Him and Brad Armstrong. Uh, now I, I remember pretty good about Brad Armstrong because I remember when I was a kid. Um, what was it? WCW Worldwide and uh, WCW Pro Wrestling would always come on like Saturdays and Sundays. Um. One of them would come on like Saturday morning, right around the Superstars time slot. And then uh, – I think Worldwide was Saturdays. Yeah. And, and I think the other one would come on like Sunday. Um, and I know Brad Armstrong was a staple on those shows. Could throw gotcha. a drop kick just beautifully. I remember those Saturday mornings of uh, – it's like 9 o'clock USWA, 10 o'clock uh, WWF Superstars, and then de- – uh, WCW Worldwide at 11. Yep. And yep. somehow I managed to watch cartoons during all this, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids today just, just don't know. We multitasked like crazy back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby Eaton, wonderful mullet. Wonderful mullet. <laughs> so. <laughs> I remember um, I, like I, we- around this time, I never was a big Dustin Rhodes fan. I don't know, I don't know why I, he just never clicked with me, and then amazingly he becomes Gold Dust, and like the character grew on me, the the guy grew on me, and yeah, I think it was just I needed him in a different. He he seemed too much like he was just trying to be uh, Dusty, you know, like just the look yeah. wise. So I, I think it never clicked with me because I was you know I've already got Dusty here. Why why do I need Dustin? <laughs> right, but he, he grew on me. He's and now he's like. Looking back, you know, he's, he's one of the best. Oh, without a doubt. He's so smooth. Uh, and we've, we've got Wyndham and Austin. They just come in here and 
they went right to town on each other. Um, something I've been wondering, uh, and another reason I kind of chose this is, you know, I think instead of a War Games match, we're going to get that stadium stampede at uh, double or nothing with the elite versus the inner circle. Not sure what that is. I guess they're going to utilize the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium down there, but uh, they, they were going to have uh, a war games match back in March and due, due to the COVID stuff, obviously that got changed. I'm wondering if their war games match would be like this or it would be like the WWE, the the NXT with without a top and uh, basically looking a little more like a cage. Yeah. Um, I, I was curious about that. Seems like it needs a top to be war games. I, see, I, I like it. I, I like it better like this. Yeah, with with the NXT stuff, you can obviously do some more spots up off the top of the cage, but. Uh, I, I like this. I do wish the top was a little higher, though. I think uh, I don't remember which one it is, but I remember uh, somebody power bombing somebody, and like I think it was Sid and Pillman. Yeah, I like uh, the, yeah. Their feet are like walking on the top of the cage because there's no room. Yeah, it was kind of a scary spot. I think Pillman got pretty close to injury there. Um, Wyndham and Austin. Two two good. Uh, I've been <clears throat> hearing a lot of stuff. Arn tells a lot of stories about Wyndham. Like he, he, he never really went to the gym. Never, you know, he would do a little bit of cardio, but he wasn't a big gym guy. Could stay out all night partying. And then just the next day, uh, you know, go 45 minutes in a tremendous match and just, you know, never break a sweat. And he's just such a natural, natural guy. Uh, he was world champion at some point, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Before this, I think. Yeah. I, think. I might be wrong. It might be after this one. Um, no, it was before this. Wasn't it kind of around the time of a uh, flyers departure? I think so. I think, it was well, I mean, I, I think flair was gone here, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. He was still gone during this. Yeah. He didn't come back till the night or two. Yeah. 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 I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so well, I, I, I I do the timeline in my head too. So so somewhere around in here. For some reason, I was thinking uh, this was right after Flair come back, but no. I think this is twice, like on this podcast, that I've confused Flair's return. <laughs> now that I think I think like a couple episodes ago I was like didn't Flair come back at the start of 92 or no 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 that was 93 so I, I don't know <laughs> so it looks like <clears throat> kind of looking at this cage cage construction has gotten a lot better in, in 28 years because you can see a gap there at the top yep uh, and oh we got some juice we got some juice there's even a gap there at the bottom. This thing, this thing is just held together by hopes and prayers. <laughs> um, now, I did not catch who who won the uh, the coin toss or what have you. Uh, 
Oh, goodness gracious, Mr. Wyndham. Just gnawing on him. Shades of Mr. T here. Indeed. So we got uh, 17, 16. We got, we got a little bit here before we get a, another entrant. Is it Sting? I guess Sting's going on. I think Sting. Oh, nice. Oh, oh wait a oh, minute. Okay, nope. that is the coin toss. I'm pretty sure no one called that. I'm pretty sure it was just going to be the heels anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I was th- there. I'm thinking he was just like, nope, it's them. <laughs> I, I, was thinking, look at coin. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, you know, seems like it'd be the heels coming in next to, uh, you know, build up yeah. to that last man of the other team coming in. But uh, they swerved us. They swerved us. <laughs> Now I know obviously Rick Rude didn't get a run with the title in WWF, but I think he did get a run in WCW. But it was weird because there was the World Championship. Wasn't there a time where they had like two world titles? Yeah, uh, I think that was a result of Flair leaving. That uh, they crowned yeah. the WCW champion while he was gone, and then they got the NWA title back. I think. Yeah. I, that I, I remember as a kid, I never fully understood like yeah. why they had a champion that wasn't the WCW champion, and then all of a sudden there was a WCW champion, and then why are why are there two world champions and why are they fighting each other? I, I never it never registered when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, Who we got on the call here? Is it J- uh, Jr. and who? Uh, I, I've, got, I've got my volume down. Yeah, I've got mine down. I hadn't bring it up a notch. Jr. I thought I heard Ventura earlier, but it it may not have been. Steamboat. Uh, I've all heard all I've heard is JR since I've turned it up. As this uh I remember a uh was it Steamboat and Douglas against Wyndham and Pillman around this time, maybe a little later in the I year? I think so. I think that uh they were a nice little tag team there for a little while. Pretty good tag match. Steamboat, such a such a pure baby face. Him, Ricky Morton, both just just the baby wrote the baby face playbook. Yeah. I mean, now we got the Dragon Slayer, Steve Austin. <laughs> he uh, nice roll there. Whoa, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, little Hurricane Rana, maybe. Uh, nice. Okay. Steamboat has come in just kicking butt. He is house of fire. Um, I 
And I, and I figure we'll do this uh, a little bit more um, going forward because uh, as, as we move on into the summer months, we're going to have some uh, probably some great American bashes, uh, probably some SummerSlam stuff, uh, some classic matches we can watch along and uh, nice little change of pace. May not do it every week. Might. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I know I know we've kind of teased – off air about doing this before. Um, and I figured since it's been two or three weeks, this would be a good little time to do this. We got double A coming in, but getting cut off by Wyndham. Oh, there we good go. DDT. So darn smooth. Yeah. So darn smooth. Ah, uh, there it is. That's my oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, he's fired up. I like Arn. Favorite oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I I always liked, you know, his, his promos. Yeah. It, it just, I don't know, it, it always seemed, it, what he was saying always seemed so important. Um, it just, he would scream a little bit. It, I always kind of like equated it to, uh, you know, my dad or grandpa giving me a stern talking to <laughs> when he, he cut a promo is what it equated to. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, the, w- one of the ones that I remember was right there after the NWO first hit the scene and they had that big melee in the, uh, in the back there. And I think it was the next week the horseman came out and attacked a couple people and, Arn, he, he kind of cut. It wasn't a very long promo, but it was as, as they were the guys. I don't even remember who they attacked. But I think I know which one you're talking about too. He's like, you know, uh, you you send ours to the hospital, we'll send yours to the morgue or, yep. or something to that effect. And yep. oh my gosh, just so good, so good. Yep. Um, That's where I thought you was heading with that. I, I love that one. Yep. It, and it was so – because he had a little age on him, and, and he kind of adjusted his glasses and had that southern drawl, and it would just – I don't think he was screaming a whole lot, but goodness gracious, it, you knew he meant it. And it just uh, – got the natural in there now. Still going today. Uh, 50 years old, just. Nope. There's the top of the gauge coming into play. Yep. A lot of yellow in this match. (laughs) I was about to say, I think uh, Wyndham and and Dustin went to the same tights or us place. Uh, Bet they're going to join forces by the end of the match and and like just take out everybody and. Yellow power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pretty pretty cool camera angle there above the cage. Um, That's Arn over there with his head in between (laughs) the rings. Yeah, I was I was sitting here watching a. 
Gold Dust versus Stone Cold, and all of a sudden I'm like, what in the world's going on back there? <laughs> <laughs> I always like the uh, the ramp, like they've got there, where uh, it was you know level with the ring. Yeah. Um, I know WCW did that a lot. Uh, ECW, and then I think New Japan or the Japan organizations. That that's a big staple. I, I always like that. AEW's incorporated it a few times. I I really dig it. Um, yeah, kind of to me, it, it really works for like a pay per view setting, like kind of making it feel like a bigger event for some reason. I guess yeah. where they've got them up in the air, and I don't know, yeah, bigger scale of setup and everything. Sabisco coming in there. Oh, they're going at did, it. Did Dustin got busted open, it looks like, or is that just, well, what has she got going on? Look <laughs> at this. What? <laughs> now, we've already, already established there's a gap. Well, we could have done that much. <laughs> and now we got Sting up here. Well, this just got wild. Reach out and touch someone, Arn. <laughs> for for any listeners who who don't get that reference, that's an old cell phone commercial or old telephone commercial. <laughs> that could that could be took bad. So that's an old telephone commercial. Yeah. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. That didn't look very sturdy up there, so. A lot, not a lot of moving around. I'm pretty sure we could have had a fall through the cage there. Uh, is is Wyndham got juice? I think he does. Looks like it. Either that or it's it's from Austin somehow. Austin's been bleeding a bucket full. That's that's for certain. Uh, if you watch this out of context, it's funny. The the wrestlers just chilling outside the ring. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sting just wanted a front row seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who what's on Rude's tights. It looks like somebody's eye. Uh, I don't know. Sting is ready to ready to come in. Things on fire. And the co-op is still out there. Uh, pretty pretty cool little use of the roof there. And down he goes. <laughs> so I think what do we got? We got Nikita and uh, Bobby Eaton. I think it's... There's Bobby Eaton. Oh. He may have come in. Oh, goodness gracious. No, I guess he's still outside. Yeah, he's still outside. Orange got some juice. We just see everybody in the white tights. That's adds, adds to it. Oh, tape, tape it up. Oh. Tape it up. Oh, just raking his face across the cage. Dustin kind of looking like Flair with the uh, 
blood getting into his blonde hair. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't even know who wins this. Uh, as as I can firmly say that I've never seen this, and no clue who wins. Oh, now we got Rude in that the odd spot with his head stuck in the ring. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't remember who wins <laughs> this either. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. So I'm guessing they probably taped up uh, maybe some brass nuts or something in there with uh, with Bobby. Maybe probably. Was not the best looking boot, but we'll let it go. Goodness, he is. He is. Everybody's bleeding. That's, that's this is that's probably the best big boot from a guy in yellow tights that we are yellow trunks that we saw in 1992. <laughs> not, not a dig there at all. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the biscuit got going on trying to get the. Whoa! Did he just? He did take the ropes down. Something. It's loose. Disassemble the ring. <laughs> This is, you know, I can see, I can see a whole lot of watching some of this mid eighties, early nineties WCW. I mean, it's easy to see the the uh, the AEW WCW comparisons because this is just it, it is a lot more reality based. It's it's a lot wilder and just you know, there's blood and blood and guts and just. Uh, you know, down and dirty Southern wrestling. Yeah. And, and I can, I can see a lot of the, where people would draw those comparisons. Uh, and, and I think I appreciate this, this stuff more now going back and watching it than I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Cause obviously when, you know, you're eight, nine, ten years old, what have you, you, you like the cartoony stuff yeah. that, that WWF had. Um, but, but I think as an adult watching this, it, I don't know, it, it, it stands up. I won't say it stands up better, but it stands up in a different way. Yeah, def- definitely like a different, um, di- it's like they're putting on a different type of show. E- each show's got, got oh, their yeah. own merits, but it's like apples and oranges, I guess, in a sense, both fruit, but, but yep. both together in the same fruit bowl, but, but different taste. So I'm guessing there are some trust issues with Nikita. I can't remember a lot about Nikita other than like, uh, I remember liking him around this time. And I don't yeah. know if it maybe because he had the chain. I don't know. <laughs> so, something about yeah. it. I remember liking Nikita Koloff at the time, but uh, I don't remember a lot about him. He was going to be at a LexingCon this year, uh, the one we were going to. Oh, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, that, that, that didn't happen. 
have uh, have they rescheduled? Uh, well, they pushed it to May. I think it was actually pushed to happen next week. I think, but then they come back and said that they were just going to cancel it all this year and try again next year. Mm. Hopefully things will be a little more under control next year. Oh, certainly. Hopefully. Uh, we got a scorpion death lot going on. And the rope is loose. Uh-oh. So I guess we're going to take that buckle and, oh, goodness gracious, what, what are we doing? Just about to beat the crap out of somebody with that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've not seen this too many times. I want a war games match like this, but like have it elimination rules too. Yeah, that was, I think that was my, as much as I like war games matches, I think the rules were a little bit weird because it didn't get started until everybody got in there. And you're already like 20, 30 minutes in. Everybody's bleeding a bucket. And, you know, it, it was an elimination. Like, I almost think it would be better going in reverse. Get everybody in there at once and eliminate them one by one. But I think it would add a different variable to it because you've got, uh, I mean, right now you've got the, you know, whoever wins the coin toss gets the upper hand. And then, of course, yeah. whenever your fresh man comes in, at least momentarily, that team's got the upper hand. But, but then, as you get to the end, you know, you're uh, like in this situation, you know, you get that last babyface pop as your uh, other babyface comes in, and then you got every everybody yeah. in the ring. Like you said, it takes it takes a long time to get everything going, and then once everybody's in there and it gets going, it, it ends real quick with a, uh, you know, one pinfall or one submission or one. Um, and if you had the elimination factor going on, you know, it. it adds variables it kind of has that survivor series thing of you know uh you don't know if it's going to be five on five two on five three on three you know the numbers keep changing so of course you wouldn't want too many people to go out before you get everybody in the ring bobby eaton just got the heck knocked out of him there Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the whole uh, – hey, Bill Alfonso, Fonzie. Yeah, I'm with you on the whole, um, uh, like, not appreciating this as much at the time because that, it's that flash and character or whatever of the uh, – oh, we're over. It's over. Yeah, so I guess I guess uh, Zabisco inadvertently hit Eaton with that uh, piece of the ring, piece of the turnbuckle, injured his arm, and then we ended with an arm bar. And now Zabisco's hearing it. So is he going to get kicked out of the Dangerous Alliance? We, we've got some dissension going on. Uh-oh. Stun him. Stun him. Oh, wait. 
I, I bet uh, I bet we're fixing to see Zabisco get kicked out. Think so. Well, I'll have to say, I'll have to say that was a pretty darn good match. Pretty good. I liked it. Oh, Heyman, about to get him. Fonzie really, really got around back then, didn't he? He did. Because I didn't remember him he in did. WCW. And I know he was in WWF by the next year. And then he, him and his whistle went to ECW. And <laughs> you know, that probably did hurt. That that Just a piece of iron from the ring there and just whacked him in the, whacked him in the arm. Probably did hurt a little bit. Actually, a, a fairly logical way to end it. I mean, um, yeah, pretty pretty good match. Uh, very young Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. that uh, that was our first watch along. Um. I'm I'm sure we will uh, do more. Um. And and hopefully we won't uh, go another three weeks. Uh, we'll try to have something. Uh. Maybe another watch along next week. Um. So. I think I think that's all all I've got. I think we've touched on everything we wanted to. Uh, do you uh, you got anything else? I think we covered it all. All right. Well, I guess we will uh, see everybody.